Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. All we do is talk about food here, but that's a pretty darn good uh, thing to talk about. Uh, You have to eat at some point during your life. And a lot of it, I hope, for your sake, uh, has always been much better than... uh, than you uh, thought you had. So uh, anyway, that's why we are here to talk about food in your house, in uh, restaurants, uh, wherever it is you find them. We'll go ahead and enjoy. And if you don't quite have it figured out, you know, uh, what what kind of restaurant is this, uh, you know, that sort of thing, call us because uh, we've got a ton of information here. If I don't know it, if somebody else here doesn't know it, we have lots and lots of other sources, too. 260-6368, 260-6368, 260 um, There was something uh, going on in my ha- household uh, for, uh, I guess it lasted two to three days. Uh, I was writing an article uh, about steaks uh, because um, uh, Mary uh, Ann uh, mentioned, mentioned uh, to me, hi, uh, mentioned uh, that she uh, likes the idea of a steak uh, because we had uh, taken a walk over to Morton's, you know, the big you know, Chicago-style steakhouse. And we went uh, for an hour or two over there. It was a place we used to go to when we were uh, younger and more uh, something or other. And uh, they, and had just had a lovely time. So it happened again <laughs> just in the last uh, you know hour and a half. No, much less than that. But uh, I, my, my point for bringing this all of this up is that uh, I would like to encourage you now to answer a question that we've had discussed many times over the years, but not in a long time. So I, I, let's take a look at this and see if anybody's got anything to say. And if not, you can just uh, you know fly away if you want. But anyway, here's the deal. Who do you think puts out the best steaks in New Orleans? Now, that gives you room for all kinds of possibles in, in terms of what constitutes. That's a really good question. I think it is, too. So uh, let's go ahead and uh, see what we come up with. What do you come up with? I have some idea. Yeah. What? Um, <clears throat> steakhouses. Steakhouses. That's right. Are to me very sexy places. Are they? Yeah, they're like my favorite kind of restaurant in terms of environment. <clears throat> there is a, a great. They're quotation. very masculine, but I really like them. Yeah. Uh, Go ahead. So a steakhouse experience to me is at least as much about the place mm-hmm. as <clears throat> the steak. Mm-hmm. Because I think that that depending on your, and I, I talk about this from the perspective of a steakhouse owner, just depending on your purveyor, and your own personal standards, a steak that's really good mm-hmm. is not really that hard to do. 
No, that's okay. true. But you so have to a, pick out which kind of way you want to so do it. So a steakhouse experience can be judged, in my opinion, less on the steak and more on the environment it's served in, the style of service it's presented by, mm-hmm. and the side dishes that accompany the steak. So oh, yes, that's I would true. rate my personal list of steak favorites more on those. But well, first of all, when I go to a steakhouse, I don't nearly eat very much steak. No. I usually get a couple of bites off of somebody else's steak and go for the side dishes because I'm not really that much of a carnivore. Well, so, that keeps up your standards, yeah. So, um, so if I had to think about places I wanted to go to eat a steak, mm-hmm. that would be kind of much more along the lines of how I would categorize it. But um, we went to Morton's because we haven't been in a long time because it was close. It was a walk because we had some good experiences there. When we got attached to Morton's, we were in Bethesda, Maryland after Katrina because I lived kind of across the street from uh, the Morton's at Georgetown Road and Wisconsin in a new building called the Whitney when I was up there the year after Katrina, when Jude had moved to Georgetown Prep, Mary Lee and I were up there. Tom couldn't wait to get home, and so we said, okay, bye. Anyway, um, we uh, Tom would come visit, though, and we would walk across the street and go to Morton's at the corner of Georgetown Road at the Hyatt there. And they have a they have a really cool bar, or they did anyway, um, and it was very cozy. The bar was dark. It had only booths in it, and it was separated from the restaurant by a wall, actually. And so we would do happy hour there sometimes. And so we did happy hour here when we came back. We've done the Morton's happy hour before. <clears throat> We've also eaten in the restaurant uh, several times over the last I don't know, 15 years. And then when Landry's took it over, it definitely did take a slide. The Landry's? <clears throat> the Landry Corporation took it over. Oh, okay. And it took a slide. I know they were very distinctive big onion they bread were, that they, they served. Were famous for yeah. That. yeah. And I like their booths. But when we went the other day, it had undergone a, re- a renovation, which made the bar part of the restaurant. There mm. was no wall wall between it. And so it seemed like... It seemed like you were eating at the restaurant only in an inferior part, as opposed to a completely separate bar, which I always prefer. Now, wait a minute. Is this uh, the way that they are doing it now? or is Yeah, this, this is one, a couple of days ago. We were there Friday night, and we noticed that the, there had been an, a renovation. And so, was it like this <clears throat> at Ruth's Chris Steakhouse, or have you seen? Well, I haven't gotten to Ruth's Chris Steakhouse yet. Because so, we ran into the exact same thing about two, three months ago. Well, actually, ago. no. Ruth's Chris has a decidedly distinctive bar, and it's it's really buzzing all the time. It's very That's cozy true. also, and I love it there. I love the bar at Ruth's Chris downtown, but I also really like the one in Metairie. So if I had to say where I would rather eat a steak any place in town, mm-hmm. I kind of think it would be Ruth's Chris and Metairie. Mm. 
Well, you wouldn't be the first one because yeah. because it's uh, the only major steakhouse that has uh, really a, a strongly local clientele. Yeah, it's it's I I like it. I like the feel of the dining room. I love the bar. Mm-hmm. It's always buzzing. I love the burger in the bar at happy hour. <clears throat> to me, <clears throat> I would rather go to a steakhouse for happy hour and have the burger that's only available then mm-hmm. than to go and sit in the dining room and have a big steakhouse experience with a steak because I don't really eat that much steak. Anyway, uh, the, my favorite steakhouses would be um, Dory's Metropolitan. If you are looking for a really romantic, sexy place for Valentine's Day, that's it. Mm. Dory's Metropolitan. Yeah, this is in the place that used to be the Alpine Cafe. It's about a block and a half away (laughs) from uh, from Just the idea of of the the dichotomy between the Alpine Cafe and Dory's Metropolitan. I I just I just have to laugh at it because Dory's is about as close to like a European environment as you're going to get in New Orleans. Anyway, very different. So I would say Uh, that. But just for comfort and total experience, I really like Ruth's Chris and Metairie. uh And I really, really like the bar at Ruth's Chris and Metairie. Beautiful. Beautiful bar at the the one downtown. Yeah. The one one downtown is also really gorgeous. And, again, for, I think, much more along the lines of, you know, like a romance kind of thing, romance – place uh it's beautifully done but um but just for comfort's sake i really like ruth chris and metairie mr yeah. john's i also really like but i never go to mr john's for some Hard reason i don't know why oh, but i'll tell you right now right <clears throat> uh it is packed all oh, the look, time that must be have, it yeah you have to book sometimes three four uh, months ahead of time it's it's wow incredible. well they really I, are good <clears throat> i um I have literally maybe gone there three times mm. in 30 years. Um, Desi Vega in Metairie, I like. I, I think he's terrific. He yeah. comes across at first as kind of like an uh, just a little bond. I can't quite figure it out, but it's uh, but it has been a first class operation since the get go. Yeah, uh, they've always been good. I don't think anyone heard you say that, Tom, but. Um, but uh, he, what he said was, Desi Vega runs a good steakhouse. You I might want to so. talk up to the mic. <clears throat> oh well. Anyway, you know, Desi Vega in Metairie, I really okay. like because I've always liked that space. Not because it's particularly handsome or anything, but I like the fact that it's um, there's kind of a mid-century look to it, and I kind of like that. It's very mm-hmm. Spartan. But uh, I do like Desi Vega in Metairie. So those would be my steak places. Okay. Um, on well, the North Shore, Keith Young, hands down. Yeah, we we uh, we're there. And um, you know, I love Pat Gallagher's. I really do. Me too. I never go to Pat Gallagher's. I don't know why. Because I think you're either a Keith Young person or a Pat Gallagher person, Could and be. I am a Keith Young person. Um, I don't know why. I guess because um, I, I I do know why. I like I like the food better. I know that well, that's, that's kind the, of blasphemy because Pat Gallagher cooks really great food, but I don't know. It's um. And I can't explain it. Anyway. Well, I mean, that's a pretty good uh, 
Uh, I guess maybe because Keith's dining room has more of that masculine steakhouse look to it. Well, this was part of what we did over the last several days. Uh, and that, when we had a, a real tough uh, uh, problem. We went problem. Saturday night is yeah, what, well, that's, what that, you're getting I think to. That's, yeah. I think that's what we did, too, come to think of it. We went, to, uh, we went and sat in the bar because oh, well, it was too busy, and we sat in the bar, which was fine. Cause have you ever had the oysters bien fill? Yeah. <laughs> You know, oh, oh, you, you oh know I that? know the story behind this. Tom. Oh, good. Well, then I won't tell you. <laughs> Wait, you, you mentioned something about, oh, 10 minutes ago that uh, I'd like to re throw at you if, if, for whatever that's meant, meaning. Uh, we should then, be getting calls on this. 260 Yeah, well, about steak, you would think that yeah, everybody would have some thoughts. Okay. Uh, you were. Um, we're talking about uh, happy hour and a few things like that that you like as better as uh, as much as better than the steaks, uh, and then we kind of maneuvered around that. Have you ever been to the Twenty One Club in New York City? Are you asking me? Yes, I was with you. Yes, you were. <laughs> I got you for change because I've never set foot in the place. Okay, so anyway, Twenty One Club. Uh, there was an article in I forget which which magazine it was, but as a it was a major style magazine, and uh, and they had this uh, section where it was a combination of a bar and and the restaurant all in one uh, wrapped up, and uh, Mimi Sheraton, who was the uh, restaurant critic for the New York Times at that time. Uh, I was talking to her, and she and I and her husband, uh, we all went to dinner once. I was fl- really flattered to you do You talked that. about Bialis. Bialis. <laughs> uh, I think she had that done by then. Uh, but anyway, uh, we got to talking about these things, and uh, she said, you know, the reason I like going to the 21 Club is that there is something about it that is very distinctly homed in on a masculine kind of yeah. thing, and you Women look around, like masculine spaces. and you see these these airplanes airplanes hanging from the ceiling and stuff like that. I mean, some of it was ridiculous uh, 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 in a, in a kind of mood like that. But she said, whenever I'm there, I just get this a feeling of a woman my age. It just grabs me. And I thought, gosh, that's interesting. Of course, I'll never have any feeling about that. So I'm glad she did it for me. But I'm glad, even happier, that you brought it up, too. So thank you. Uh, Tom, my favorite story about the 21 Club is the one that you told about Dick Brennan Sr. Yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I'll never forget that one either. We'll tell it. Oh, okay. Uh, Dixon, uh, Sennon, Dick Sennon. Let me recharge here. Uh, Dick Brennan Sr., uh, Dick Brennan Sr. died about three or four years ago. He was a, a very good friend of mine, one of the most interesting people I've ever met in the New Orleans restaurant business. He talked about everything under the sun, some of which was ridiculous and funny, and some of it was just straight down the middle. But um, one time he said that uh, he uh, went, he and his wife went to the 21 Club, and he knew that he would get, as soon as he walked in the door, uh, they would give him a, a big collection and a welcome. A to table. Him. They'd give him a table. A table. <laughs> and they made a big fuss over <clears throat> him. They And uh, they got ready uh, for a, a, a meal that was just, you know, part of the program. 
And the bartender just walked over and said, uh, Mr., do you know uh, who that man is over there? Because whoever he is, I want to know because I've been here for 25 years and no waiter has ever given me a tip. No, not quite. But anyway, the story goes that Dick Brennan went with his wife and did not get a check from the waiter. That's and the waiter is, said, yeah. Mr., you must really be somebody because nobody's <laughs> ever eaten yeah. on the house before. Yeah. <clears throat> anyway, well, all right. 260-6368 is the number. You're listening to WWL 105.3 FM HD2. You are on the, let's see here, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, uh, something uh, illusion of the food show, and it's great to be here with you, and I'm glad you came with me, and all of those things kind of jam together, and we get from it a conversation, we hope, about what you eat, what you would rather not le- uh, eat, or, you know, there's a, a bunch of different ways you can approach this, but the one that I would uh, ask you to at least uh, think for a minute on as uh, I started in the last hour, uh, steaks. We are we are steak eaters in this city. I think it's safe. everyone's a steak eater, just about. <laughs> well, I think we New Orleans more than most places, believe it or not. Uh, but uh, we'll just let it sit there and just uh, all acknowledge the fact that it's out there and we love it. So, which is your favorite kind of? Steak, and that could be anything. Uh, can you like a ribeye or a filet mignon? Could you go for steak uh, on skewers? I mean, there's a bunch of different ways that steak can be served. What's the way that you like? And having found that, uh, can you send me some? No, no, that's, that's just one of my, you know, goofy. I had prime rib for the first time. Prime rib. A couple of nights yeah. ago at, at Keith's, and I decided that you're right. I'm right? Yes. A lady just said, I'm right? Yes, that prime no, no, rib. No, can't be possible. Uh, uh, Doug, write that down somewhere. It was a special, and I got it. And and it's one, I'm going to put it into my um, my uh, my thing category. Your thing category. Yeah, where I think I like something, but I don't really. Oh, give me an example. Fish and chips. Fish and chips. Absolutely right. You can go to uh, um, get in the middle of London, and you can go into the nicest hotels and everything. You go around for that, and you'll have these guys standing on the corner. You probably won't get fish and chips in the nicest hotels. You are. Well, you you never know. (laughs) But uh, let's say you won't. But what you do wind up with is uh, fish and chips, and if you know of something about that that is really good and pleasing, would you please uh, send me a note and tell me about it, because I ain't seen it, even with the help of uh, all of you girls who uh, just for well, some I'll tell reason you what. <coughs> really love it. Um, fish and chips traditionally is served with a um, tempura batter, which... It's bad to begin yeah, with. Yeah, I'm not crazy about that. Me what is, what is it? What it, is tempura? It just blows up. It, it, the the <laughs> coating of it uh, blow, yeah, blows. Yeah, it up. forms a real crust. It, uh, yeah, yeah a bubble. And actually separates from the fish, yeah. which is not like our fried fish, which kind of hangs to the fish, which is much better. I had a version of fish and chips in <clears throat> Bahaba, Maine. Bahaba. 
Yeah, that's a good place to get. Uh, yeah, on that last cruise we took up there, and it was. And that I don't, was my And again, last. I don't know if it was the context or what, but <clears throat> it was a rainy day, and it was cold, and it was just nasty weather outside. <clears throat> Folks, excuse me. My, I just have to keep clearing my throat. I've, I'm, something's settling in there. <clears throat> and... Um, and I went into this restaurant where there was a fire, and it was right on the water. So you could watch the boats coming in and depositing people from the cruise ships. And you could see all the activity in this cruise port. And I could watch all of this from the warmth and coziness by a fire in this place whose name I can't remember, I'm sorry to say. But, okay, <clears throat> and uh, it was delicious, but it wasn't traditional fish and chips that were tempura batter. It was more like fried fish, but I, I they called it fish and chips, and I loved it. Anyway, <clears throat> we got off on fish and chips because we were talking about things that I think are good that aren't really meaning prime rib. So let's go to Steve. Is Steve there? Steve, Steve, Steve. Yeah, can you hear me? Oh, we yeah, can well, hear we you. got you. Yes. Huh? Yeah, we can, can you hear, hear you fine. Go right ahead. Okay. Uh, my favorite steak that I've ever had in a restaurant is filet farci by Lutra at Christian's. Oh, wasn't that a great dish? And wasn't that a great restaurant? I, I really missed it. Yeah, uh, me too. Uh, and uh, I wish they were still around. But, uh, you know, I have the steak, <laughs> uh, the uh, recipe for that steak that you were well, looking for. It's, it's easy my, if you know if you know how to make a good demigloss, no, that's not that's hard. It just takes a long time. That's yeah, all. exactly. You don't whip up a quick demigloss sauce. No, but, that's true. Okay, so but, Steve, if you had to go to a steak house for a steak, where would it be? Um, well, it's funny. My wife's going to Ruth's Chris tomorrow night with her. Uh, the 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 doctor at the hospital that she works at is taking her people. They're his people to mm-hmm. Ruth's Chris, and I don't get to go. Maybe or uh, downtown. Huh, how you like that? The downtown one. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I would probably go to Ruth's Chris Metairie. Mm-hmm. I've never been to Dickie Brennan's or... Oh, I forgot Mr. about John. Dickie Brennan's. I've never been to either one of those two, so I really. How about can't La Boca? Say. That's a that's a sleeper there. La Boca. I have never set foot in La Boca. La Boca is fantastic. <laughs> um, I'm not. I was. I've been to Keith Young's like twice, and I wasn't that crazy about it. But I'm gonna be real honest. I've gotten to a point where I would rather eat a good pork chop than a steak. That's what Tom oh, says. Oh, me too. Tom says it. I'm right with you. I think they're more. I think they're more flavorful now. I agree. No but, doubt. Um, but, you know, but, a lot of people like the way things look rather than what they taste like. Yeah. Uh, now, I th- I think a steak, like you were talking about, Marianne, I think I can cook a steak as good as most restaurants can. It's just a matter of, you know, do I want to spend the money to get a piece of prime beef, you know? Uh, and even if I don't, I can just get a really good steak and cook it pretty damn good. Yeah, mm. yeah. So, yeah, it's about the experience. I mean, in my opinion, anyway, it's about the experience of being in the steakhouse and, you know, uh, and having the steak there. 
Yeah, but that experience at the end when they bring you that check for that sixty dollars steak—it's <laughs> only—it's a royal lowball here. It's only two hundred and forty dollars. Yeah. Well, yeah. I can't deny it. You have to pay money for experience. That's for sure. Yeah. So, but that's—I would rather uh, the the filet farsi. Like I said, that was the one that they did something different. It wasn't just a piece of meat cooked correctly. It was. You know, uh, and that's what I pay for. For me, at the restaurant, I want them to do something that I can't do. That's that kind of uh, smacks of Joe Kahn's famous two, two, and two rule. What's that? If it has more than two ingredients, takes more than two pots or two hours, (laughs) go to a restaurant. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. He was he was the best. That guy could tell funniest things about the most derival derival nothing yeah. kind What's of that word? background yeah. I, i'll never use it again so don't ask good okay <laughs> i'm gonna start writing these down you can have a whole new dictionary yeah yeah huh? the tom fitzmorris yeah, yeah. yeah we, we had a friend that used to Watch say it, uh, I, Chagamuga. I we're gonna put out a another book this year so maybe it'll be tom's dictionary yeah all there right you go. steve anything right. else that'll do all right take care mm-hmm. Two six zero six three six eight is the number. Let's go right. W G. No. Wait, I just heard Doug. You just told me something. And <laughs> and it was something about Doug. Uh, no, what was it? W G. Okay. Well, here we are. Is he here? Yeah. What's going can you on? Hear me? No. Yeah, yes. I can hear you fine. Thank Hello? you. All right. No, it's A. Hey, I'm, I'm sorry. I don't know how that happened, but you are here now. Fire away. Yeah, yeah I'm calling you live from the 72 Dodge start with my uh, HD radio <laughs> installed so I can catch you now. Oh, great. Uh, so, I'm uh, glad to hear that. So I I just got in range, so I guess you all are talking about steak, right? That's yeah. exactly right. Excellent uh, thinking. Yeah, so uh, I don't, for me... As it stands right now, my favorite, if I'm going to get a steak, I'm going to go to Roots, Chris, mm-hmm. and uh, and get a filet. And I get the small mm-hmm. filet, the petite filet. And I, to me, it's hard to beat. And the service is always great. I've been to Fleming's, and Fleming's is okay. I mean, it's good. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have really great sides, but I don't think it beats Roots. And, no, definitely uh, as not. Far as other, yeah, and, and as far as other steak places, I have not been to Charlie's, have not been to Crescent City, um, have not been to Mr. John's. Uh, so I, I can't comment on those. Those may or may not be better, but I never give them a chance because I always want to go to Roots if if I'm going to get a steak. And it's not that often that I do that. Mm-hmm. So, well, Memory yeah. or downtown? Downtown. Okay. All right. Hmm. Although Metairie is closer, it's closer for me, but uh, I go downtown. I don't know. I just like it. just like the experience. Uh, it's a now, much more glamorous pale, place for sure. What was the restaurant that was there yeah. before that was really good? Where? The Ruth's Chris. Ruth's <laughs> Chris. Chris downtown used to be a, a cool, glamorous place. Don't go away before we or, talk about your 1972 Dodge Dart. Is he gone? No. Yeah, no, I'm here. Yeah. So your Dodge Dart is what year? 
1972 Dodge Dart. Wow. Good so not really. cool. It's a joke. It's a joke. It's a joke because when, uh, well, when y'all HD, the car that I had did not mm-hmm. have HD radio, so I could oh, never well. listen to y'all. Where's the pity? So, so I just joke around, say, "Yeah, I got a new radio, HD radio, and put it in my Dodge Dart." There you go. Why not? Well, I think the Dodge Dart is a very cool car, and I wish that I had a 72 Dodge Dart. Mm. Yeah. I wish I had a 1963 Volkswagen Beetle Mm. to replace the one I already have. I wish I had a 2020 um, Mercedes. What is that thing? The the Kim Kardashian vehicle? (laughs) Mercedes around here. The $150,000 one? I wish I had that. Anyway, thank you for calling. Wait, 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 one more thing. Wait, wait, oh, yeah. more, something ahead. else. Okay, go. Well, yeah, yeah, one more thing. Okay, so if I'm going to fix my own steak, I go buy yeah. a whole tenderloin, and you can mm-hmm. get it from either Rouse's or from Dorgnex or even even Sam's if you want, and yeah. uh, you slice that bad boy, and what you do is you put it in a pan in butter, mm-hmm. yeah. salt and pepper, put a lot of pepper in it, a whole yeah. lot of uh-huh. pepper, and then... And you just for a couple of minutes, like two or three minutes on each one, if, if you cut them about two inches thick, and then you take them off, and then you throw a little bit of uh, uh, some Worcestershire. Uh, what's the? No, 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 no. The, the flammable, a flammable liqueur in there. Light it, then throw in your heavy cream. Mix it up, boom, it a bang, and you've got steak au poivre. And I tell you what, that is that the sounds die great. Part. And you can. Yeah, you can do it in about 20 minutes. Yeah. yeah. Are you talking about cognac? No. Yeah, cognac. Thank you. Yeah. Cognac? Okay. Well, then I'm wrong. The flaming, yeah. That sounds delish. Yeah. Yeah, it's you, really good. You, the the right. whole thing is making a decision as to do you want the crusty outside and then the juicy inside for a steak. And you can go either way with that. They'll come out with two different flavors and local different. I want the crusty outside and the crusty inside. Well, if you can eat all that, you're in good shape. <laughs> that's why. But, that's why chefs always get mad. I'm sure when I when I order a steak and they don't want to cook it like that. Yeah. Well, you know, you can't please have. God bless every, you. Uh oh. You are listening to the food show. It is unique in America, as far as I know. I don't know of another radio show that is anything like this, and it's great to be here talking about eating, dining, dining in or out, wine, cocktails. You name it, we'll listen, and we'll probably enjoy as well. Hey, I hear there's something coming up this weekend. Yes, uh, that you're involved in. I'm involved in something? Yes, you're the... What's her name? We have Drake Morvant on the phone with us. Hi. Drake Morvant. Is he here now? Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Hello. Nice to hear from you. Uh, Hey. Drake, that's you? That's me. And you're uh, also Morvant. He's he's Drake Morvant. Yes, sir. (laughs) So, Drake, you're calling to talk about the gumbo cook-off for the Tux organization and Umbrella Walk, correct? Hmm. Correct. And, Marianne, you're you're part of the judging, too, correct? I hear that, yes. Because we've been giving you top billing. (laughs) <laughs> Ooh, wow. Ooh. Yeah, it's Marianne, Marianne and Tom Fitzmaurice. Okay. Wow. Now, now we're getting out of uh, Well, let's Tom's go, not going to like that. Tell me, uh, tell me uh, a little more about this. Uh, 
First of all, where is it? It's at Audubon Park. Audubon Park. Sure. Uh-huh. Well, let me start right, Tell off, us uh, about it, Drake. Both. Give us the details. Well, you know, the crew of Tucks, I'm one of the founders. We started in 1969, and uh, we were just a bunch of college kids with not a dime in our pocket. And over 50 years later, we now have our own floats, our own den, 1,800 no members. And uh, all these years, we've been having, like, St. Michael's or Magnolia School make our toilet bowl brushes and different things, and we paid them for that. Well, mm. we organized and formalized our charitable efforts into the Tux Charitable Foundation. And our big event is coming up Saturday at Audubon Park. It's called the Tux Umbrella Walk and Gumbo Gras. When you mm. register at the shelter number 10 in Audubon Park, you get an umbrella, a wristband, and tickets to vote for the best gumbo. And then we mm. have two bands that will take a second line all the way around the park. And while we're second line around the park, you all will be judging the gumbo. Mm-hmm. We also have five-finger discount, five-finger discount, the big band in New Orleans planned for the whole event from 10 to 1. And we'll have hamburgers and hot dogs. And this year we've included a child section. We call it the Small Friars. And they're uh-huh. going to have uh, an umbrella, to deck, a, de- a tent to decorate little umbrellas with and do the oh, walk. That's cute. That- and parents can also pull them in a wagon, and ha- hopefully they come out with decorated wagons that look like floats and what have you. And mm. so uh, it's been a great time. And this year they lifted the 40% chance rain. And the uh, oh, lucky it'll you, be a beautiful, beautiful day. Good. What is so uh, all, what? To, tell me. The, I'm sorry to break in. Go ahead and f- you finish. No, go ahead. Sounds- you, well, what it's we over do my is head? the money that <laughs> the the money that we raise. Uh, by the way, the crew of Tux yeah. pays all the expenses. So everything mm-hmm. that we raise goes to the, the causes. Uh, we support Children's Hospital, ALS so- Association, uh. Camp, Magnolia School, St. Michael School. So we spread it around to these groups that are really helping a lot of people in the yeah. community. Um, as soon as you uh, started giving me all of those uh, mm. operations, uh, I know the, that you're on the level and very, very effective because there's another one. Uh, there's another uh, c- a contest that's earlier in the year or later in the year, depending on how you look at it. And I've been a judge of that for years and years and years. And I always want to see what the organization that they're involved with is like and what they're doing. And this is top class what is going to happen that day. It sounds like a fun family event. It sounds it like a really indeed. fun family oh. event. What time does it start, yeah. Drake? Well, registration starts at 9 in the morning. Okay. And uh, the band starts at 10. The walk's at about 11 or 11.30. And it goes on till about 2. And okay. uh, there'll be face painting and king cake, uh, plenty of everything. And, you know, um, it, it's just been a great, uh, a great event for us. And it's really brought people out to crew that one, mm-hmm. so many people want to do something, they don't know how to do it. Well, it's given yeah. a lot of our members an opportunity to say, hey, we need you to do this, and we need you to do that. Mm-hmm. And we just have so many talented and generous people in the crew that we're very blessed, and it's, it's always a great time. How big is the crew so we now? 1,800 members. Oh, my goodness. Wow, wow. So this is going to be we a massive a, event. Where is the, well, the shelter mm-hmm. 10? Where is that? That is the, you take the street, the little, it's off Magazine Street, right across from the zoo parking lot, 
Okay. You go like you if you were going to the clubhouse to play golf. Okay. Okay, that's what I thought. It, okay. It's just to the right, and it has its own bandstand okay. by the pond. It's a beautiful setting. Yeah. Oh, okay. I've, I've, you're saying that's that the most popular one. I, I, I remember that. that. Okay. Uh, okay. Yeah. Well, that's going to you know, be. Uh, yeah. Get there early. Sounds like parking might be a thing. Well, yeah, there is. Uh, if it, if it when it gets clogged up right there, you can park across the street like where you park for the zoo and just yeah. cross across Magazine Street. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And how so, many gumbos are we going to be tasting? This year we have 14 teams. Oh, okay. That's not too bad. Last year Tom told me to draw the limit at 15, so we we shut we we cut it <laughs> off there. Okay. All right. Well, that sounds like so, fun. Um and how uh, you much know, is we, the ticket? How much is the ticket for uh, the umbrella and, and the whole thing? Well, uh registration is $25 an adult. Okay. Kids sit Kids to 13 years old are free. Okay. So it's a great well, it's a great family time. Yeah, that's come on get great come on get an umbrella in second line and have some gumbo. Yeah, mm-hmm. in, a, in a beautiful day, it sounds like a great time. Thank you and for we inviting so appreciate us. Y'all, we, we well we are very appreciative of y'all giving up your time to come join us and do that for us. We're well, excited. Thank you. Our pleasure. We're very excited. Yeah. All right, we will keep we will keep talking about it and uh, and have something in nomenu.com about it and uh, we will we'll hit it the next couple of days so we'll we'll, we'll uh, promote it as much as possible. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you, thank you all, all you do. Which is uh, we wouldn't be doing anything if we didn't do it. Is it's what exciting. I say. Okay. Well, we'll see you oh, on yeah. Saturday. Okay. Hey, can I add one thing? Of sure. course. It's about the crew of Tux, not the foundation, but it's all related. But last Mm -hmm. night on television, uh, we unveiled the first handicap float in Mardi Gras history. Really? Robert Robert Reichert. How -hmm. how does that handle? That's so unusual. Robert Reichert, the Mm -hmm. son of one of our founders, um, designed and had built a float that has lifts on the, I think it's the front, the side, and the back, that wheelchair people or handicapped people and their companion can be lifted onto the float, and the float is handicap ready. That's fantastic. Well, congratulations. Congratulations on that. Yeah, we're real excited about that. I'll bet you are. When is your actual parade? What What day are you parading? We are the Saturday before Mardi Gras. Okay. And that would be 22, 21, 20, I think the 19th. Okay. If Mardi Gras is on the 22nd. Okay. But we're All the right. Saturday before Mardi Gras. Okay. So I appreciate the time y'all have given me and uh, hope to see a lot of people out there. We will Wonderful. We will definitely keep promoting it. Thank you very much for calling and thank you for inviting thank you. us. All right. Take care. Okay. Bye-bye. That was Drake Morvant with the Tux organization on Saturday. It is the Umbrella Walk and Gumbo Cook-Off, and you mm. and I are going to be tasting 14 ding, of ding, them. Ding. I wish I wish my son Jude were here because he used to love going to those things. Whenever there was one going on, he would always happen to be in town, and he would go to the event, and it was uh, he would just barrel down gumbo like there was tomorrow. Well... Uh, I think I think both kids are gumbo fanatics. I know Mary Lee is too. But who isn't a gumbo fanatic? It's yeah. delicious stuff. Yeah. You know, and they're all different. They're all so so different. Um, 
I went to Pyre Provisions today, and they have a pork gumbo, yeah. which is totally different and really great. And is it a Pardo's, restaurant or a shop? Pardo's has their uh, pork gumbo, too, which is also great. I mean, it doesn't have to be exactly along the lines of uh, <clears throat> of all the others. Which one did I have, and where did I have that recently that had a – oh, it was at Brennan's. I thought the Brennan's seafood gumbo with basmati rice was really good. I haven't mm-hmm. – uh, you know, it's like you – we eat a lot of these, and uh, every now and then one jumps out at you and makes an impression, and that one did. Two six zero six three six eight. We only have ten minutes. If you want to call about steaks, we want or to or anything about else. We if we don't talk about something one day, one day, uh, call us. The well, next you know day. what I find is happening is that happening. people now that the podcasts are back. Thank you, Doug. Now that the podcasts are back, we're getting calls from someone who listened to a podcast from last week, and that's how we keep winding up talking about Al Copeland, because mm-hmm. every time every time we talk about him on the show, somebody else listens on a podcast and then brings it up on a show again. So it's kind of like it's, um, it's almost like a sourdough starter. Al Copeland is our sourdough starter. He just goes from one thing to another. Anyway, uh, did we finish out the almanac? Because uh, we we have a few things left, I think. On I that. don't think so, but we don't have to stop right now. The uh, the <clears throat> the old kitchen sage says, and this is kind of valuable information, and I never heard about it before. And I'm really interested in these little kitchen tips because Martha Stewart told someone told me that Martha Stewart, my nemesis, said that if you keep an avocado in the refrigerator, it will keep up to 10 days. Well, we've had them in there for three weeks, and they still are good. So um, that's a, a, a kitchen tip that I'm very, very grateful to have. But this is the old kitchen sage says, if you need to grate a cheese that's so soft that it sticks to the grater, rub the inside and the outside of the grating surface with butter before you start. Well, that makes sense. Did you know that the old kitchen sage said that, Tom? Well, he knows a few things, you know. It's, well, oh, my gosh. Co-hosts, get on alert because uh, I am fading quickly here. You're fading? Yes, I'm fading as whatever it is that's in my throat starts oh, creeping I'm up. Oh, I'm sorry. Yes, mm. this, is, uh, this is not a good development, I have to say. Oh, there was one other thing I wanted to mention about uh, about. <clears throat> the almanac today it is national mm-hmm. blonde brownie day so that's a blondie <laughs> a blondie a blondie is like a chocolate chip cookie it's like really a, it's like it? a joke to me i mean it's like no it's it, like a chocolate chip cookie is what it is it's a thick chocolate chip cookie yeah but who would prefer that to getting the chocolate An actual to, brownie yeah mm-hmm. well you don't like chocolate anyway oh sure i do it's just that uh some others around me do uh like it better love chocolate Yes, yeah. I haven't had chocolate today, which I'm no? very, I'm so proud of myself. It's been a day wow. without chocolate. Oh, gosh, how could know, you have I, lived? I, I must say, I don't know how I have done it. Mm. 2606368, want to take another question, or not a question, but a little um, poll. We're taking, or we were taking a poll about your favorite steakhouse yeah. around town. And then when the last caller called, he mentioned a bunch of places that I didn't even think about. which oh, I name a few. Which I should have thought about. Yeah. <laughs> Um, well, Crescent City's at the top of the list. Yeah. We'll be there for Mardi Gras. Yep, so will I. And um, 
Dickie Brennan's. Yeah. <clears throat> and a third one that he mentioned. Charlie's. Charlie's, yeah, Charlie's. You like I mean, Charlie's? I haven't been to I haven't Charlie's been in been ages. I have to Charlie's since right after Katrina. Yeah, and it took people a are long listening, time going, "Boy, that. she doesn't get around much." You're right, I don't get around much, <clears throat> but um, <clears throat> I haven't been to Charlie's in that long. Well, I mean, Charlie's is not really kind of my kind of place. Well, yeah. it's uh, a, a, a very good friend of mine. In fact, he was the best man at my wedding. Yeah. Uh, we. Um, Tom talks about it like it wasn't my wedding too. I don't know what that's about, but anyway, go ahead. <laughs> um, where was I? Um, <laughs> So uh, 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 anyway, uh, Oliver is his is his name, and uh, we uh, whenever we get together, we we were in business together. He did advertising, and I did a different kind of advertising. Anyway, it's I'm, all of this is boring. What what we used to do would be once in a while we'd show up at uh, Charlie Steakhouse, him and me. And we'd eat, you know, a big, big, big steak. The T-bone was the one that was they were famous for. And then it had the sizzling uh, butter all over the place that you had to hold up your tablecloth to keep yourself from getting drenched in, in uh, 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 butter. And uh, the, the famous uh, onion rings were really good. That was the only appetizer they had, just that big pile of, of those. And uh, you could really get yourself used to them if you let it go around you. But that uh, just straight-ahead uh, steak uh, that they did over there was like nothing uh, I've ever seen anywhere else. But uh, they've always been popular. But I haven't been there in years. Anybody out there been to Charlie's in a while? You have Call three us minutes tell to us. tell us. Yeah. Well, you know, we can shoot, shoot it in about uh, 30 seconds if you want. But, uh, but we'd love to hear from you no matter what. 260 Six eight. Yes. Yes. Did you know? You must. You must know this. One of the funny little things is uh, about Louis Armstrong. Yeah. What about him? Is that whenever he sung a sang a song, or uh, even uh, speak uh, spoke it, mm-hmm. he would let that S just keep on going. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, he was most famous for uh, what was his most famous song? Uh, the one that everybody knows. And you'll you'll see it's right there. Uh, I like whatever is uh, this song. Dun, dun. <laughs> no, go ahead. Wait, I, I can't remember how it goes. Dun, dun. Oh, a kiss to hang a dream a kiss, on. A kiss to hang a dream um, on. Is that the name of a it? A kiss <laughs> to end, uh, yeah to lead a lead on. Yeah. A kiss to hang a dream on is the name of to it. Him a, yeah, that's it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway. See, there they are. <clears throat> Two six zero six three six eight is the number. Hello, Dolly. This is oh Lewis. that. Wait, listen. To this. Yeah. Hello, Dolly. This is Het. This is wait who? It was a. This is. <laughs> if only I could keep one thing in my brain. Hello, Lewis. Lewis Bobby. This is. <laughs> I'm sorry. I shouldn't be talking. I shouldn't be Lewis. laughing. Lewis. Oh, there you go. There it was. <clears throat> the Oracle speaks. If only we could hear him. The who? He's going to yell, put your headsets on. Anyway, um, <clears throat> so we are uh, we are going to be at Andrea's tomorrow night mm-hmm. for their anniversary dinner. Happy anniversary, Andrea. What time? Do you know? Uh, 6.30. 6.30. And okay. then on Six, uh, Saturday at the Tux Umbrella mm-hmm. and Gumbo Cook-Off Walk. Yeah. 
That so sounds much, like fun. I'm excited yeah, about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, a lot going on. But yeah, it goes really to nice. show that if anybody ever had any bits, bits about any doubts. Oh, I'm going to start. Tom, I actually am going to start writing that book. Yeah. I'm going to write these words down. Of course, we'll have to make up meanings. That might be kind of fun. What <laughs> words? <clears throat> these words that you're making up, we can make up meanings to them, too. <laughs> we can publish that as a, as a new book, the book for 2020, Tom's New Dictionary. You know, they have the Urban Dictionary. We can have Tom's Dictionary. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.